This is the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp, available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast, also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Welcome to episode 200. And in today's episode, first of all, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who keeps listening. And of course, also to the awesome guests that are joining me regularly on the show. You can listen to all the episodes, all 200 on all the different channels, whether it's AuthenticStorytelling.net, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Pandora doesn't make any difference. It's available wherever you want to. And of course, you can ask your um, smart devices as well. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than normal. Um, I've asked a number of guests to come back and give us their answers to three questions. Now, some people answered one question, some answered all three. And um, so we will share their answers. But first of all, let's dive in here what the questions are. The 2020 season here of marketing has been very interesting. COVID, natural disasters, so much happening. Um, People losing jobs, the economy, um, you know, really hurting, uh, a lot of projects moving around, falling through, those kind of things. And the first question is, what's the number one marketing lesson of 2020? Then what's your prediction for 2021? Uh, And any advice you have for marketers who've lost their jobs? So um, those are the questions that we ask. And let's dive right in. The first response is from Kate Bradley Chernis. She um, runs an AI company, Lately AI, co-founder and CEO. And she was on the show, talked about how you have to be more engaging, less boring, so to speak. So let's hear what she has to say. Welcome back to the show, Kate. Thanks so much for asking. Um, and I'll, I'll take a shot now. So what was the number one marketing lesson of 2020 so far? I'd say for us, that lesson was um, that it's not only okay, but it is a, a great idea to keep selling in spite of a pandemic, right? So selling doesn't end, uh, commerce doesn't end, and, and capitalism just always finds a way. People are buying, it's what they buy that shifts, right? Um, and so that's something that was interesting to us that at first a lot of people were saying like, oh, nobody should be selling and we kept selling anyways. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in, in wanting to make money and needing to make money because we all do, right? Um, regardless of, of what's happening um, in the world. So that, I think that's a key key element that we learned. Obviously, um, authenticity skyrocketed um, as, a, as a value in selling. So if you weren't understanding how to use and do that before, you, you know, you hopefully are now. One key thing we've learned as well is that authenticity can take multiple forms, um, meaning it can, it's very intentional and it's okay to be intentional, right? You want to be able to play to your audience and be authentic in a way that's going to best suit them and, and serve you, right? Um, so intentional or planned authenticity is something to really think about. And that's about the kind of persona that you're 
revealing at that time, right? Um, meaning the way that I might talk to you, it's definitely different than the way I'm gonna talk to my mom or to my husband or to my team, right? I'm still authentic in myself. I'm just, again, tailoring um, <clears throat> that what I reveal to, to that particular audience. Um, um, and then for advice for, for marketers who've lost their jobs, I would say you're working for idiots, whoever they are, because everyone I know is hiring marketers left and right because everyone's reinventing themselves right now. They have to. They have to come up with new messaging, create a new product in a lot of cases. So good riddance to whoever let you go and move on and find people who are ready to, ready to embrace you because mo most companies, um, in order to keep growing, um, the ones who are going to make it are hiring marketing and sales, um, marketing especially, left and right. Um, my advice to you would be to get your head around, um, you know, pitching yourself as someone who can embrace change and, and sail that kind of ship, right? So obviously I sell AI. Um, if you're not using AI in your marketing, your company is, is a dinosaur, right? Because not only does everyone need to be everywhere all the time, that wasn't new, some new thing, um, but you want to learn and know what your customers care about, right? So if that's not the skill that you have, um, you know, certainly pick that up, but, but that's the skill you should be leaning on to, to sell on the top of your resume. Um, RAI helps people do that, plug, plug. So, you know, just saying. Hopefully that's helpful, Christoph. Um, thanks for always being so wonderful and amazing and sending you the, the best, warmest hug I can muster up from the Mid-Hudson Valley of New York. Okay, cheers. Great message and thanks for the encouraging words. Kate, always appreciate that. Uh, I do have to say I'm more of a fist bump guy, no hugging, even though I know today hardly anybody is hugging or even shaking hands when we see each other in public due to COVID. Um, so certainly 2020 has been an interesting year from that regard and many others. Uh, next, I am joined by Christina Potnar. She's a digital policy consultant and author, The Power of Digital policy. She has her own podcast. If you want to listen to that, a great show that comes out, I think about uh, once a week. And Christina dives in um, what is what we've learned and what's the prediction moving into 2021. Welcome back to the show, Christina. A decade ago, we saw brand crisis monitoring as the biggest value of social media listening. In 2020, we saw social listening come back with even higher relevance and more important than ever. The key indicator of consumer sentiment has expanded much further and should be treated really as an opportunity for customer and market and competitive intelligence gathering. Companies that are doing a great job are not holding back on marketing, advertising, and engagement, but rather they're listening, trying out various messaging, listening a lot more, and modifying in a highly responsive way. Brands that are doing so are able to cut back on areas of investment that don't make sense, things like social media advertising, and use over-the-top and other channels to more closely engage users and convert them to their brand. I expect that to be the biggest lesson learned for 2020. That is, go back to the basics that work, and we will see social media listening carry into 2021 more relevant than ever. Great advice, Christina. And social listening is an interesting area, quite frankly, because, you know, first of all, you want to listen, but you also want to use that 
whatever it is you're hearing to make decisions, whether you respond to people to offer best, better customer service or you know, you update your products, you update your workflows, you update whatever you might have to update. Uh, so the strength, the power in social listening certainly comes in when you use it to your advantage to become a better partner to your customers and of course your potential customers um, and use that information to your advantage and also their advantage. We'll be right back. Up next is Neil Schaefer, who has been a longtime acquaintance. We first met in person, I believe, at the Adobe Summit when we both partnered with Adobe a few years ago uh, on a project. And of course, we've been connected for a long time. Neil came on the show to talk about influencer marketing and a very interesting discussion. Uh, he has a book out if you want to check that out. Neil Schaefer, S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R. Um, and you know, influencer marketing certainly can help you, especially when you find good influencers that really believe in your brand and that can help you move your story forward with their audience and, you know, make it a win-win situation. Thanks for joining us again, Neil. I do appreciate it. Hey, Christoph. Thank you for the opportunity to contribute to your authentic storytelling. What was the number one marketing lesson of this crazy 2020 so far? Well, um, it's been a crazy year without a doubt, but what this year has reminded me of the fact that a digital first mentality is necessary in marketing today when you can't physically meet your customer. I think those companies that were already well through their digital transformation of sales and marketing have been able to weather the storm much better than those companies that were just trying to create a complete digital marketing infrastructure, in many cases from scratch. So... I do not believe that things will go back to be the way they were before, and I believe that this only accelerates the digital transformation and makes it imperative that businesses really retool their messaging and their infrastructure to provide the best digital customer experience that they can and to really you know, have a digital-first mentality in how they communicate with their customers and with the public. Wow, my number one prediction for 2021 is more digital. Uh, like I said, I think we're just going to continue to see an acceleration of everything. I do think that there will be aspects of the coronavirus that will um, keep around for the better part of this year and early next year. I know that uh, I have events that are reaching out to me to reschedule for the second half of next year, and I really don't think that we're going to be getting back to business as usual until the second half of 2021. I do believe, though, that there is going to be an amazing demand for in-person events, in-person networking, anything in person, because as human beings, I think we all feel the pain of being socially distanced. So I think that there's going to be a renaissance, and I think until we get there, this is the challenge of businesses to stay afloat and to keep communicating digitally with their customers until we get to that that heyday that I do believe is going to be around the corner. Uh, so many marketers have left jobs due to COVID. What types of words or engagement do you have for them? Keep working on your skills because there is going to be a continual need for those that are really savvy and capable of doing social and digital media marketing. If you're out of a job, do it for your brand, do it for a nonprofit, start a new website, keep doing it, keep experimenting, keep getting data, 
and keep networking because opportunities are just around the corner. Thank you, Christoph. Let me know if there's anything else you need from me. Bye-bye. Great message and great point, Neil. Of course, digital transformation is something that some companies put on the back burner. And 2020 certainly has been an example of that it can't be on the back burner and that it has to move forward quickly. Uh, and I think Tom Fishburne actually did a cartoon where you have uh, a meeting about digital transformation and the wrecking ball of 2020 comes in um, to, you know, really, um, you know, get things going, I guess, or wreck things, uh, the slow plants, so to speak. Uh, we have to have systems in place to connect with people when we can't have our events. And, you know, we will see what happens with events. I do have an event coming up in May 2021. Um, hopefully that will happen. That was postponed about three times. So I don't know. Fingers crossed. We will see. Up next, we have Michael Brenner. He's the author of Mean People Suck. Uh, nobody disagrees with that statement ever, I think. Uh, and that was an interesting show as well because, you know, when, when Michael and I talked, uh, he wrote the book because – uh, there used to be an era of the mean, uh, the smart jerk, and it really needs to be done. Um, people need to stop being nice and people need to be um, collaborating and working together. Now, on the flip side of that, there's also a fine line between, you know, um, just expecting people to do good work, just not being taken advantage of. I saw that on Twitter Valerie Dennis Craven, uh, chief, she was a um, executive content strategist with Staymates, uh, talked about that the other day. She shared that and and said something to the effect of uh, yeah, somebody somebody else said it, but she shared it. I'm not hard to work with. I'm just not easy to take advantage of. So of course there is that fine line. Um, but let's hear what Michael Brenner has to say for what we learned from. 2020. Thanks for joining us again on the show, Michael. I think the biggest lesson of this crazy 2020 has really been that marketing isn't about promotion and trying to sell products that nobody wants. It isn't about ads that no one wants to see. It isn't about networking events. It's really about creating value for our audience and having empathy for our customers and our employees. The brands that have done that over the course of the last six months are the brands that are winning. Move your content from happening to performing. That's what everybody wants nowadays in content and content marketing and marketing and all those related fields. Check out my new book, Content Performance Culture, the number one new release in the public relations category on Amazon.com when it came out. I hope you take a look. It's available as paperback and Kindle worldwide. Hey, my name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger on thetechyguy.com and I have my YouTube channel on youtube.com slash Liron Segev. And I'm also the director of customer success at vidIQ, a YouTube analytics company. The one thing that 2020 has taught us is that everything can change in an instant. What we used to do for years is no longer relevant. What used to work no longer does. 2020 is all about being able to adapt. Overnight businesses that have told us for years that remote working is just simply not feasible 
magically made it work. My key learnings of 2020 is that regardless of which platform we use, be it YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, we need to remember that we are in somebody else's platform. They control everything from the algorithm to content. So it's now more important than ever to build a blog and a mailing list. With a blog, you control the message. With a mailing list, you control the notifications and how your content is disseminated. You also have direct access to your customers instead of relying on some weird algorithm to hopefully make it work. Keep experimenting and finding the formula that works for you. Take advice from everyone, but apply it to your personal circumstances. Not everything is a fit for everyone, and that's okay. As I like to say, it will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Let's do the rest of 2020 in a big way. Liran, of course, was on the show to talk about technology tips. How do we actually get the Wi-Fi to work uh, when we're all working remote and when we're all doing multimedia kind of tasks? Uh, the strain on technology certainly has never been more dramatic than it has been in 2020 with so many people working at home, with kids uh, doing schoolwork at home, and everybody being on the internet at the same time. Liran, thanks for joining us again. And thanks for sharing those words of wisdom, uh, building an email list, building your um, content kingdom, your kingdom of your community really um, on your own website is important. I do agree with that. Uh, as much as I love social media and all the different areas, um, email still performs wonderfully. Of course, getting people's email addresses is harder and harder. Uh, up next on the show, we have Kennedy. Kennedy with the email marketing show. The, uh, the His duo, they were on the show a while back talking about how to overcome um, objections with your email marketing. And here is another um, piece of wisdom. Hello, it's Kennedy from the Email Marketing Show podcast. Do you remember that before 2020, we used to send an email out to our list or we used to run an ad or something like that at the very moment that we are ready to promote and sell something? And that's a thing that we've totally changed in our business. We no longer do it that way. In fact, what we do now and the way that we think about our marketing in what we might call crazy 2020 is... We want to show up every day through our ads, through our email marketing, of course. We talk about email marketing. about In our email marketing, in our content, across all of our marketing platforms, we want to show up every single day, not because today's the day I've decided that I'm going to sell you something because that's the thing I'm going to pluck off the shelf and decide to offer under your nose. No, instead, these days in 2020, the big marketing lesson that we have learned is that our job as business owners is to show up regularly so that we can build trust, so we can build authority, so we can position our product so that our audiences know what we can offer them. They know that they can trust that what we offer does deliver results for them so that at the very moment they're ready to invest, at the very moment they're looking for that solution, we are there and they know how to contact us. They know how to reach out and invest with us. So that's a real switch around that marketing for us now is no longer about us 
deciding to sell something to you today. Instead, it is about being there for the moment that people are ready to buy. Christoph, it is Max from the Wild Business Growth Podcast. First of all, congrats on episode 200. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You are an absolute content-making machine. I think you are the best of the best when it comes to the content world, and you continue to prove it again and again with your podcast. So congrats again. It's a massive milestone. You're a big inspiration in the space, and I really appreciate you having me as part of the journey. I think the biggest marketing lesson in this absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy year of 2020 is to never plan your content out too far in advance. And when you think back to previous years, I think a lot of content marketers, including myself, would look and say, okay, what do the next three months or so of content look like? What what can I put in my content calendar that will help me organize things in advance and make it easier when we get to the actual week of putting content out? And I think with everything going on in the world and with how heavy everything is, it's really important to look at content, not even at more than a week-by-week basis. And... Before you post anything, you want to get a sense of the landscape on social media and what's going on in the world and think to yourself and for your brand, does this make sense to post? Is there benefit of posting this right now? And I'll give you an example from the HIPAA world. So April Fool's is typically a big kind of goofy social media post day for us. And and we usually try to do something that's really clever and creative and have some fun on April Fool's Day. And if you think back to April Fool's Day 2020, a lot of people were just not in the mood for April Fool's this year. And we actually had a post plan and we decided not to post it because it just wasn't right. And you have to be sensitive to what's going on and you don't want to offend. So that is the biggest marketing lesson of 2020. Don't plan out your content too far in advance because if you do, it could go quite wrong. Thanks again for having me on and a huge congrats on episode 200. Hey, Max, thanks. And I'm almost done blushing here to appreciate your comments and your thoughts on what 2020 has taught us. Totally agree with you. Um, I've had entire campaigns that went out the window when COVID hit uh, and they just had to be paused. So uh, plan, 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 but don't plan out months and months at a time you know, a few weeks. And I remember the Cleveland Clinic uh, a couple of years ago when I talked with them, uh, you know, they were about, I think, two weeks out on all their content. Uh, So they had a rolling two weeks. So why not? Um, Fittingly, right here, we have Tyler Benedict. He's back on the show. And Tyler uh, is the publisher of uh, a bike publication, um, bikerumor.com. And we talked about how, how content marketers can work with publishers, and he has some tips here as well as it comes to planning, as it comes to moving forward without doing too much, I guess, for lack of a better term. Hey, Tyler, thanks for coming back. What's up, marketers? I'm Tyler Benedict, publisher of Bite Size Content Strategy, a weekly marketing newsletter that helps brands work with media more effectively to increase their reach. My prediction for 2021 is that everyone's going to be trying to adapt to another new normal. But here's the tricky bit. That normal might be that the anticipated vaccine is a success, things reopen, schools are in, and everyone's back at work. Or it might be that the virus makes a resurgence and we're all quarantined again. 
Regardless, brands need to have their messaging ready for either scenario and anticipate the cultural zeitgeist and how they will fit into it. Let's think about this for a minute. While many of us think we want to get back to normal, how many people will really be happy having to slog back into an office for 9 or 10 hours a day when they've probably been getting their work done in like 3 or 4 hours each day while at home? What's that going to feel like? What new psychological issues will spring up? And what new needs will your product or service need to meet in order to be relevant? And how can you communicate that effectively? I wish I had a crystal ball to know which way it's headed, but the point is this. It's time to start thinking through the scenarios now and plan your messaging for each. Hey Christoph, thanks for sharing my tip and congrats on hitting 200 episodes. Keep up the great work. If anyone wants more little bite-sized tips, you can find them at tylerbenedict.com. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate it. Um, the last but not least, to use a cliche, we have Amanda Milligan. She's a marketing director at Fractal. Also, uh, awesome podcast host of Ca Cashing In on Content Marketing. Uh, she was on the show to talk about what kind of media assets should you use when you pitch content for earned media. And earned media is interesting because we have a lot of things changing out there. Everybody can now be a publisher, but the publishing companies that have huge audiences, they certainly have value in um, working with them, right? So if you can have something published by the New York Times or the New York Times links back to you, um, other trade publications, uh, when they're run well, um, certainly there is value in that. So let's hear what Amanda has to share as we're reflecting back on 2020. So I have a few marketing lessons for 2020 so far, and I'm sure there will be many more as we all wade through the situation. In a general sense, I think it's been a really good reminder of the importance of brand authority and brand affinity. And what I mean by that is just building up your brand in people's eyes to be some something that they can trust and actually like. That's always been important, but this really illustrates how important that is because people nowadays crave that authority more than ever. There's so much confusion in the world. And if you can provide really straightforward answers and clarity, that's very valued these days. Uh, and a more specific level, personally, I found that it's it's really good to have a baseline of marketing efforts that's your, your bread and butter, like what has always worked for you. And in our case, brings us leads, brings us traffic, whatever it may be, that strategy that you that you keep using and really never let go of because it works. You'll tweak it. If it does suddenly stop working, then you can let it go. But it's it's what's always worked for you. But in addition to that, especially in situations of crisis or economic decline, that you don't just settle on that. Because just because it's always worked doesn't mean it'll work as well. It's good to still branch out and not take for granted what has always been successful and still use a portion of your resources and budget to explore new ways to reach your audience. Again, this is something that marketers should be doing all the time. We know that testing and experimenting are a big part of marketing, but situations like this, 2020 in general, really bring to light the importance of these things, the importance of 
trying new tactics while still maintaining what works for you, never just going fully rogue and discarding what you know has worked in the past, but trying out new things and also understanding how important it is to just build up your brand's reputation and trust. We do that through content, but however works for you, because that's what's going to sustain you through situations like this. And it's what you can continue building on now that will help you once it's all over. People are going to remember. It's kind of like that quote, people won't remember what you said or what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. It's the same with brands. If they can refer in their minds to your brand because they remember trusting you at some point or relying on you, that makes a huge difference. There you have it. Relevance and authenticity. One of the biggest themes that I heard in the group here, and of course, digital transformation. If you're not doing things digitally on your own channels while you're being real and helpful to people, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. And of course, marketing, it's already hard enough. So why do we need to make it um, any more difficult? Um, 2020 certainly has been a very interesting year. We have two months to go. I hope everyone stays safe, uh, healthy. And uh, if you did lose a job uh, because of all these current situations and, and market disruptions, uh, best of luck. Um, something will happen. Uh, I, I did enjoy, I did like uh, especially Kate's comment on that early on um, that you know something better will come around and you'll land on your feet. Uh, let's stay connected. Thank you for listening. And here's to another 200 episodes of the Business Storytelling Podcast. I'm Christoph Trapp. Thank you so much for um, your interest. Um, for listening. And if you have any ideas for shows, feel free to reach out, ctrap at gmail.com.